Testing, 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 testing. Love to test the testing. Testing is so fun. I love to test, test. Testing is the best. Roll you back your prices. Rolling back prices. Walmart, Walmart. Rolling back the prices. Prices are high. Not at Dollar Tree. I bought me a Dollar Tree. Dollar General sells boxes of candy for a dollar. Why buy candy anywhere else if it's over a dollar? I love the fact that candy, cheap candy is good. So let's check. This is the Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JP Line Productions and Oddball Magazine. I was really going to start talking about Dollar Tree because I, I love, I love the Tree. fact that you can get like popcorn there for like a dollar. They sell movie or, boxes. Like, movie boxes of candy for one dollar. Right, my, my friend from Scotland said she wanted me to send her um, candy, American candy. She sends me $25. I go to Dollar Tree. <laughs> and I get $10 worth of candy. I know, right? You can send. Get, I know, right? Oh my God, that's amazing. All right. And she was so happy. Hey everybody, it's Jason from The Oddball Show. I'm here with Michelle Hammer of uh, Schizophrenia in New York City. Um, I'm here live with with Michelle. I'm here. Hi, howdy. Yeah. Hi, nice we, to meet you. We're like, we're like, yeah, this is the first time we actually met. And uh, this is not a remote podcast. Like, watch this. High five. Yeah, we're, we're, we're live and in, in, in color. Here we go. Um... So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Are you interviewing me? You I'm interviewing you. I'm interviewing you. So you're here in Boston. Yes. For what? I'm here in Boston for this film thing at Harvard to watch a bunch of mental health videos or, mm-hmm. or documentaries and mm-hmm. just to meet some cool people and have a good time. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm going to be there tomorrow with This Is My Brave and you know, read a poem. And uh, I shot up to Somerville here, all the way up here, and... Uh, I was in Mil- I was in Milford, which is twenty six miles away. That that's rough. Well, yeah, I guess it's not that bad. I don't know. You have a car. So Tons of good. traffic, though. I mean, I listen to a lot of Talib Kweli in the car, so I guess it's whatever works. It's a winner. It's whatever, a winner. Whatever yeah. makes you happy, yeah. get it done. Get yeah. it done. Get it done. I, I don't even have a car. I just take the New York City subways. And that's what I was going to talk to you about. Okay. Okay. So. You started schizophrenia in New York City, okay? Yes. The first question I was going to ask, because we both listen to headphones on the train, what do you listen to when you're on the train? Well, oh my goodness, what I've recently been listening to on the train is Demi Lovato's new song, Anyone. Oh, okay. I've been like listening to that, and then I listen to it, and I'm like, I want to sing along, but then I'm like, Anyone! Anyone! <laughs> I'm like, I can't hit these notes. And then I've been listening to this metal version of the song Zombies by the Cranberries. Ooh, this ooh. metal version is really good. And yeah. a metal version of Sound of Silence. Okay. I usually don't listen to metal, but I found these two songs and I'm like, I'm in love. I can't stop listening to these three songs yeah. over and over. Yeah. But then sometimes I'll be like, let's listen to Les Mis show tunes. Or listen to the Rent show tunes. Like, it goes in different, like, whatever mood I'm in, I'm just like, I'll listen to this now. Or this now. Or this now. Or this. You never really know. It just goes in phases. And do you ever, like, draw on the train? I don't draw on the train, no. You don't draw on the train? No, no. You get a lot of weird lookers. I was the notebook the guy. I was the no- notebook no, oh, guy Oh, you were a notebook train. guy on the train? I was the notebook guy with the headphones on on the train. I got a lot of weird looks. We talked. We talked about the whole... Earlier, pre-show, we talked about that guy who like was like, 
Maybe. But that was the train. You know. When I said blah, 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 it meant like he was like speaking, like trying to unleash the devil that was in my head. It was really weird. It was a weird day. It was a weird, rainy September day uh, many, many moons ago. And I don't like to relive it, but I think I was heading to Harvard Square. And some guy just flipped out on me because I was having a bad head day. And I know that probably didn't happen, but I feel like it happened. Because he yelled right in my face. And he was the, the weird one, not me. But he looked like a very normal guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not like a not like a guy who was like, you know, someone who might be screaming, you know, obscenities at you or something. But he was speaking tongues, which was kind of scary. The only yelling I've ever seen on the New York City subway is just when people bump into each other. Mm. Sometimes it's okay, but then other people are like, did you just bump into me? Mm-hmm. Like, you realize we're on a crowded train, Step right? Step on someone's shoe. And see what I happens. mean, you, you, we're on a crowded train and I yeah. bumped into you? Like, you need to calm the, the fuck down. The worst thing about the train is just where do you put your, where do, you, where do your eyes go? They just That's why I wear sunglasses. You, oh, you wear sunglasses. Sun, I always wear sunglasses and headphones. That's that's my coping mechanism for the train. But that's New York, though. So is that cool? Well, I guess you could do that in Boston, too. But would people be like more drawn to you because you have sunglasses on? The people just ignore me on the train. When they I have really? my sunglasses, my headphones, don't talk to me, don't say anything to me. I'm in my own world. I'm alone. I don't want to speak to anybody. It sounds like that's what it is. It sounds like you're really putting... When, when, I mean, for not, when I put my headphones on, on the train, it's like, hey... Uh, well, for me, it was like I was like trying to drown out shit for me. But people mm-hmm. might not know that. They might just think that I'm just cool, man. Well, a lot of times, if I zone out, like the train is the biggest zone out because you're just sitting there. Mm. But I, something I do is that I stare off into space and then I'll start talking to myself. But sometimes when I stare off into space, I'll stare straight at somebody. Yeah. But if I have my, head, my sunglasses on, like they're dark sunglasses, they don't know that I'm staring straight at them. Because if you stare straight at somebody and you just start moving your mouth around and they're like, are mm-hmm. you talking to me? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Like, what do you, like people get really like, yeah, like they look at you like, what? So the sunglasses, the headphones, that's the coping mechanism yep. for the train. If I don't have sunglasses and headphones on the train, I just cover my head and pretend I'm not there. No, the worst part was, okay, five o'clock, I've just worked a, a job where no one understands that I have well, my 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 diagnosis is schizophrenia. What, what no one knows that I have this. I have my headphones on because I've had too much coffee and I'm watching the the clock slowly pass by and I'm in like really crappy work stuff that I'm not supposed to be wearing because it's like you're not like really like with customers but you're dressed in a shirt and tie. It's like what's the point of that? Anyway, so then I'm waiting at the at the. I don't believe in ties. No. I'm just saying, are they necessary? I, I, I would wear a tie. I mean, if you said that I should wear a tie somewhere, I'd wear a tie. It's kind of like high heels. Well, high heels is, I mean, that's your p- p- position on high heels. I like ties. Okay, if you like ties. I like ties. If you like ties, wear them. I mean, I, I can't do a, I could probably do a bow tie. My, I would like to see you in a bow tie. I, I don't, I, you know, see, like sometimes when you wear a bow tie. You get judged. You get judged. My dog. What's worse? What's what's the worst judgment? Schizoaffective or wearing a bow tie? (laughs) Uh, Oh, good question. What if you had a bow tie that said schizoaffective? Oh my God. Make one. I'll wear it. Okay. Oh, that's my Uh, next uh, business uh, venture. The Schizophrenic NYC bow tie. That's coming out. Make bow ties and ties that say schizophrenia. Schizoaffective. You have a big long tie that said, I have schizophrenia. It'd be like the longest tie. Yes. It would like end at the bottom of your pants. It'd be like, like, like schizophrenia. Schizophrenia? <laughs> oh, schizophrenia. Yeah. It keeps going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, if that, I mean, that's a great venture, really. Yeah, you know? really ties. They're so yeah. popular, yeah. especially in. Yeah, I mean, I had a fish tie. Not not like fish the band. Just a bunch of just fish a bunch of fish on the top. That works. That, that reminds me. My dad had a my, the work. when I went to my dad's job when I was little. He had a. Now I know it was a screensaver, but <laughs> it was a fish that went across the screen. Yeah. And I thought my dad had a fish in his computer. And I would say, fish, where you go? Fish, where you go? And I would try to talk to the fish, and it would just go by every few, you know, a minute, and then it would go by. And, yeah, it was a screensaver. <laughs> yeah, but I thought my dad had a fish in his computer. Okay, I was really little. Maybe I was like three or four, okay? Yeah. That's why. That was That's like, why. was that like the Apple? The Apple? No, no, that was a window. I think it was a Windows. Window? Yeah. Remember the, do you remember when the Apple turned, like, blue? Yes. And it was like, and whoa, what is this Do you remember when the thing? Apple was upside down? Like, you watch those old episodes of Sex and the City, and Carrie opens her laptop, and the Apple's upside down. Do you watch Sex and the City? No, I <laughs> know. Maybe no. you don't. No, but, but that's kind of another good segue, because we're here. You're talking about a new podcast that you're doing. Yes, that I'm doing with Cecilia McGow, Cecilia another McGow. schizophrenia advocate, and we are having a podcast called Schizophrenia and the City. And who's been, and, and, and if you remember, Oddball Show listeners, Cecilia is wonderful. She's the astro scientist, astrophysicist, scientist, uh, who also started with students, students with schizophrenia, and she was on the Oddball Show. And uh, she wowed me and uh, Prof about pulsars. It was awesome. Yes, yeah, she's. Uh, she told me what a pulsar was. Um, you know what a pulsar is. Okay, this is what. Okay, a pulsar <laughs> is. Okay, there's a star. Yes. And it dies. Yes. And it's small. Should we fact check this? And it's there. And there's a dead star that still leaves mass. Elvis. Okay, I don't know. It's Elvis. Okay, sure. That that's all I know about. That's leave. what I think I believe a pulsar is. I think that's a black star. I think a black star is. Uh, I have no idea. It's a Radiohead song. I know that. Um, all I know is uh, Orion's Belt. Orion, the three dots. Elni Town, Elni Lack, and Mintaka. How do you know that? Because I took astronomy in twelfth uh, grade. Do you know how to read the stars? Not what? Not not at all. I mean, the, it was a joke class. <laughs> it was a joke class. It was okay. The teacher would say. Come up to me for the test and tell me everything you know. And I would say things. He goes, that's an 80. I go, okay, I know more stuff. I know this, 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 this. Okay, now you got an A. That was the class. Now, all right, let's back up. Where did you go to school? Oh, I, I'm from New York, from Westchester. I went to New Rochelle High School. Nice. So you're actually from New York? Yes. Where's Westchester, New York? Westchester is the first county right above the Bronx. Oh, so you're like from New York City, New York City, New York City. Yeah, I could just take the Metro North right into the New York City. Rock and roll. But uh, everyone in New York City calls that upstate. We don't believe it's upstate. I was born in upstate New York. But there's, you know, then there's a whole thing of like what's upstate, what's central, what's west. Troy, Albany, that's upstate. Some people don't consider that upstate. They they consider that that the central state. Oh no, I've always called it upstate. I I agree with you, but I went to college at Oneonta. You know Oneonta then? Nope. And you're from upstate and you don't know Oneonta? No, no. Is that in Troy? That's um, between Albany and Binghamton on 88. Binghamton? Hold on. You went to Binghamton? Steventown. I don't know Steventown. Well, Braveheart Books is from Steventown. I don't know anything about Steventown. It's near Binghamton, I think. Is it near Winanskill? That's where my mom's from. Shout out to Now we're just talking about things I don't know about. Anyway, you're from Westchester, which is like New York City. Basically. And I'm from Upper State, New York, which I was only there for a couple of years, and then I moved to Grafton. Oh, okay. Which is Worcester area. Okay, so that's why you then, don't know the Sunnis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
So Upper State, New York, is actually Westchester. Well, well, people from the city in Long Island call Westchester Upstate. Explain. It, it's just because they consider Long Island is is Long Island. The city is the city. So anything north of the city is considered upstate to people from that area. But when you're from Westchester, you don't consider yourself upstate. Mm. People who live upstate consider Westchester downstate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you, you start in Westchester. Yes. Okay. Flash forward to um, New York City. And uh, I'm trying to visualize how you actually started. And now we're going to talk about schizophrenic New York City. Mm-hmm. I want to know all about it. I, I heard the story because I was all driving on the mm-hmm. way here. And I was listening to it on YouTube while driving. I don't know if that's illegal. But yeah, I just, well, maybe we should arrest you I just right now. You gotta be arrested I just right implemented now. myself in a driving while you're, listening you're to You're getting YouTube. arrested right I know. now. So I saw your web. And so you're kind of um, you're you're kind of very very much an advocate for um, understanding schizophrenia or schizophrenia spectrum disorder, or whatever you want to call it these days. Diagnosis is whatever. I have no idea. But I did see your WebMD schizophrenia talk, which I, well, it wasn't a talk, it was a video, and it was really well done, and I thought it was awesome. And, I, and then I saw another video of you and your art. Yes. And I thought that your art was fantastic. So can you tell me a little bit about your art and, and how you started, and how you started using art just to, just, did you, was that your thing? Like in astronomy class, you would draw? <laughs> Not in astronomy class. No. <laughs> the thing with the, the art started, I, I mean, I went I went to school for graphic design and web design. I did art my whole life. Yeah. But I was working at a sleepaway camp and to deal with just, you know, stress going on in my head. I wasn't completely medicated like I am now. I had yeah. like a different medication. I just went to Walmart, you know, classy Walmart, and got myself a, a, a sketchbook and magic markers and I just started drawing these really intricate little designs because like you know you're at sleepaway camp you live in a bunk with like 12 year old girls and it's like you know quiet time we're all having quiet time and I would just draw and draw and just everything like that after the summer I had a notebook full of all of these really intense looking drawings I brought them into the computer and you know since I'm a graphic designer I know Photoshop very well I layered them I messed with layer styles all these Photoshop techniques, and that's how I ended up developing the artwork that I make now, which you can find on Schizophrenic NYC. And um, I just get them printed, and then I sell them. I've sold them all over the world, and it's really, really cool. I make leggings out of the artwork too, and I'm trying to expand on that because I just think that you know people really respond well to my artwork, and I think about having different forms of it. I'd like to show it on Oddball somehow if we can talk maybe afterwards and maybe put it on Oddball. Or yeah, something. definitely. That'd be awesome. Um, I mean, I think it, your art's really cool. I love the idea of the ink blot test, uh, the Rorschach test. Which yeah, uh, you ever seen uh, Watchmen? It's great. No, oh, well, the, Rorschach, great for character. the Rorschach test stuff, I um, I got the Rorschach test like a like the shapes, and then I put the artwork in the shapes, and then I put it on the t-shirts. That's, That's a really cool idea. So where did you get the Rorschach test? Like the classic Rorschach test, and then you colored it up? Yeah, I got them. I just, uh, stock photos. I got the, nice. the, the stock photos, and nice. then I just kind of, you know, did Illustrator, Photoshop, and clip, 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 put them in. And the whole idea is that, you know, the Rorschach test is usually just plain black. Mm-hmm. So when you per- show a person with, like, schizophrenia or anything like that, like, a plain 
black Rorschach test. People look, they're going to look at it from like a different perspective. So by switching up the patterns and the colors, now everyone's forced to look at it from a different perspective, getting people to think differently and starting a discussion because only discussion about mental health is how we can try to reduce or end stigma. Absolutely. So it's really just yeah. start a conversation. You know, when you look at that Rorschach test, what do you see? Yeah. Because everyone sees something else. I've asked so many people, you know, they're like, I love them. I don't know what to get. And I'm like, well, what do you see in them? Which one resonates within you? What, which one gives you a vibe of, you know, you see something that you like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people kind of go, like, oh, you know what? I see something like, you know, this one's jumping for joy. I like this one. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Jumping for joy. Like so people that. have said that for a, for a few of them. Other ones are like, some people say funny things like, uh, you know, I see a, I see a taco or like <laughs> I see a burrito or it's guacamole. I've heard all kinds of like, this one looks like a, a guy wearing a, a sombrero dancing around in high heels. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever you think yep. you're seeing, that is a good answer. Yeah, I like go. that. Yeah. The answers are really funny. But then, you know, I also have the tease. That, Those like, are my Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Those are my Mondays. I have so. the, the text tease, like the one that I'm wearing right I now. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah, this one says, I'm mentally ill and I don't kill. And that's... Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, because recently we've done all of these these shootings that are going on. And the first people to blame are people with mental illness. It's always a person with mental illness. Always. And it, that only happens when it's a white person. When it's a white person, it's mental illness. If it's a brown person, it's domestic terrorism. Mm, so mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. blaming mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not mentally ill people. And the thing is, though, when anyone goes on a shooting spree, they're not well in the head. So you can't just claim, oh, that person was mentally ill. Anyone can have a psychotic break. The smartest person in the world, the most stable person in the world, anyone, something goes wrong, they have a psychotic break. All those people think about it. I don't know if I should say this, but everyone that, that, that like, um, you know, invested with Bernie Madoff, so many of those rich people that lost tons of money, they killed themselves. Were they mentally ill? No. Mm. Something happened in their life. They lost tons of money. They might have other people that they told him to invest in Bernie Madoff lost tons of money. People started hating those people and people died because of that. People also tried to get people to kill them so that their family would get money for insurance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is that person mentally ill? Right. Is that mental illness right Right, there? Or is that you're going through a situation you don't know how to handle? And you just do something drastic. There you go. I wouldn't call that mental illness. Right, right. And I think that's a really touchy subject to even say, but think about it right there. Those people didn't kill other people. They killed themselves, but nobody claimed that was mental illness. Right. That's a psychotic episode right there that you think you'd rather die than be poor. Mm. Now, see, that's really good, good, good point. Um, What you're kind of describing is trauma-informed, a look at things. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened to these people causing them point A to point B, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think like, you know, it's a chemical balance or like something. But no, all of this stuff has happened to someone and uh, hence a trauma versus what happens afterwards. So you're right. Anyone can have a break at any point. The people who uh, invested with Madoff or whatever, they could, they had a break and they, they, they killed themselves. But anyone, anyone having, anyone, you're working all of a sudden. You lose your job. Yeah, you have a break. You have a break. You go into your job and then what? Didn't that happen? Ooh, Somebody ooh. went and shot up all their, their, yeah, yeah. their work. You, okay, you're working, all right? You start losing sleep, okay? And then you kind of go into work and all of a sudden they're like, poor performance, right? And then you're like, well, hey, like I'm this is new to me. This is the, Then it could be a mental health thing. And all of a sudden you're out in the street. 
I'm not saying it's as drastic as that. I'm just saying that anything can happen anything to anybody. Anything can happen. At any time. At any time. And I wouldn't just label that person as mentally ill. No. And then say it's the mentally ill people that are killing all the people. It's really, I mean, to be honest with you, it's a scapegoat. It's 100% a scapegoat. Yes. Yeah. Mentally ill is, first of all, that's a generic term. It's mm. really antiquated. And it sounds like, dude, if you have bipolar disorder, that means you're mentally ill. If you have schizophrenia, that means you're mentally ill. Albert Einstein had schizophrenia. He was not mentally ill. Wait, maybe, or bipolar. Whatever, I should fact check that. Anyway, read, uh, read uh, uh, there's a book called uh, um, uh, Touched by Fire that says all of the people that do have mental illness, including Abe Lincoln and Walt Whitman and Van Gogh and Joan of Arc and all these people who have done really Abe amazing Lincoln's things. Abe Lincoln's wife, right? And Abe Lincoln's Wasn't wife. there a whole, there was a book, I, you know, I don't really read many yeah. books. I, 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 read, I read 50 pages of it. and How was it? Is reading hard for you? Reading is hard for me because reading is your where brain, I get distracted the most. Yeah. I'll be reading a page, go do 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 do. But does I your brain go a little bit, little bit? Just all over the place. Yeah. I could read a page and not know what I just read, and that's why in high school English was my hardest class. Really, English obviously my best class. Uh, you're a poet. I'm a poet, hence the shirt. That's yeah, I've never been on. a very good writer because yeah. I always had trouble reading. Like something that was hard to remember. 11th grade, first book, Catcher in the Rye. It's nice and small. Small book. That's right. I can read that, but I get intimidated by big books. Next book was Grapes of Wrath. Bigger book. Big book. Mm-hmm. Big, boring book. Yeah. Couldn't read it. Yeah. The only thing I remember from that book is at the end of the book, that woman is breastfeeding a grown man. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what I remember from that book, and that is nasty. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, let's uh, let's let's take let's let's take uh, thirty minutes. We'll be uh, let's take uh, a minute. We'll come back with uh, what's going on with uh, Oddball Magazine. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from the Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing. Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. Okay, guys, so I'm back. Uh, I'm uh, with uh, Michelle Hammer here, having a really great conversation, live and in color. High five again. High five. Totally live. Um, and if we weren't live, that would have been amazing if we could have done that uh, remotely. But we're live. Um, so um, I wanted to talk about Oddball Magazine for the next couple minutes, uh, see what we're up to. Uh, right now... Um, a new column just appeared on our on our uh, website, Real Talk with Thomas Gagnon. Uh, he is interview. He uh, read the book Call of the Wild and then did a movie review on Call of the Wild, and uh, it is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I thought you'd like that one. Um, all right. So uh, there's a lot of stuff. Wise Words was on Friday. Janet Cormier was on Thursday with Bamboozle No More. It's All One Thing was on Thursday. Bill Wallach with a rather phallic version of something uh, in a poem by Hannah Abby Ackle. Um, I think that person friended me on Facebook to uh, to uh, join the uh, Oddball Magazine group, which is if you are listening and you would like to join uh, Friends of Oddball Magazine, just join it on Facebook. 
Uh, it's Friends of Oddball Magazine. Um, so uh, check out Liza Zayas uh, in the Underground Garden. We, ha we had a, a great conversation. Uh, she was at uh, the Stuart Gardner Museum for the Creative Sway um, event that happened the other day. And I was there and we, we read some poems and it was really great. Uh, also, Recovery Home uh, Chapter 2, which is uh, Raquel Lyons' um, column about mental health is on, uh, and, and her, uh, her journey is on the site, as well as my, um, my recent Jagged Thought. I just read uh, John C. Maxwell's How Successful People Think and wrote a little bit of a book review. Before that, there was uh, photography by Edward S. Galt and fiction by John Taveras. Um, and um, also... The Odds by Bill Harvey happened on Monday with The Secrets of Skinny People uh, on Monday and also a poem by Joseph S. Spence with artwork by Gunian Bardwa. Um, and that was just this week. So please uh, check us out. Um, I'll be interviewing... Um, well, tomorrow I will be in, uh, in, in Boston at the film festival with Michelle and Cecilia and uh, hopefully there'll be more to come about that, but I will be reading and stuff. But on Monday, I'm actually interviewing Oryx Cohen, who, thank you, Thomas Gagnon, for introducing me. I'm really excited uh, to be able to, uh, to interview him. He's an OG peer support advocate, and uh, he has done a lot of stuff, and uh, uh, he just did this uh, Healing Voices documentary and uh, all sorts of stuff, so I'm really looking forward to having a great conversation with him. It's always cool to meet advocates, um, advocates and poetry. Those are my two, my two passions. So, um, yeah, so we're working on, uh, creating the, creating the, a better oddball magazine for you. Um, more in the works on that. Check out our store. We have, uh, stuff available for you to purchase, including sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, and all sorts of good stuff. Um, and yeah, if you want to, uh, if you're in the Boston area, come on down and check us out at, uh, at the Vinfin, uh, moving pictures festival. So anyway, that's about what's going on in oddball magazine as eloquently as I could put it. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back with Michelle Hammer. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from the oddball show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show. Stay tuned. And we're back with Michelle Hammer. Um, we were just talking about her uh, schizophrenic New York City or schizophrenic NYC site, which you can get at schizophrenic.nyc. Schizophrenic.nyc. So it's dot .nyc? Yes, .nyc is a domain name that you can purchase, but you have to live in New York City. Right. Yes, when I was oh, filling out legit. the form, I was oh, filling my. out the form, I had to make sure that I had put my New York City address in it. Oh, that's so much so, cooler because than... you have to live in New York City okay. to have that. Okay, so it's, it's, it's literally schizophrenia.nyc. Schizophrenic.nyc. Schizophrenic.nyc. And then my Instagram username is the exact same thing, schizophrenic.nyc. I love the dot. I love the dot, too. Cool. I love it. Very cool. 
Um, so, so tell me a little bit about Schizophrenic.NYC. Well, Schizophrenic.NYC is a mental health clothing brand that just tries to raise awareness through the medium of artwork and clothing. It's all about starting discussions. And like I said before, the more discussions we have about mental health, the less stigma there will be. I set up at a pop-up shop on 48th and 9th, and people just come and talk to me just about anything kind of all day long. They'll buy things or they just want to talk. I've had like two young girls come up to me one day and they're like, you know, our mother is schizophrenic. Can you like, what's it like for her? And I was just like, like, how do I explain to these two young girls, like, you know, what their mother goes through and everything like that. Mm. And something that's also funny is that whenever I get approached by like people, they're like, oh, I'm a therapist. Oh, I'm a psychologist. Oh, I'm a psychiatrist. So good you're doing this. But um, you're medicated, right? What meds are you on? Oh, they always, they ask always are on. asking me what meds I'm on. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think they're asking why you're on meds is because you're doing really well. And they're like, well, maybe I can try that too. I've been asked what meds I'm on too. It's like, oh, it's you know just what? funny because it's always. Even if you tell me what, even if I tell you what meds I'm on, it's not going to make, I mean, you could be on the Mictil and I could be on the Mictil and you can have a rash and I cannot have a rash. So it doesn't matter. Personally, yes. Personally. I've been on the Mictil. I hated it. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Mictil currently. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. there you go. Um, so um, I wanted to talk to you uh, kind of about the, since you um, are kind of a forefront on mental health and specific, specifically schizophrenia, what do you think of... Well, let's let's talk about this. What do you think about um, the the idea of a spectrum disorder instead of I, I, instead of categorizing schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, and everything in between? What do you think of that? I I, I think a spectrum makes sense to me because why label us all differently? A spectrum right. makes sense, and I think you can kind of move up and down the spectrum, maybe depending in your like you know what's it called in, in your treatment right you know because I think where I am now compared to where I am when I was 20 is much different I didn't know that I yeah. had schizophrenia until I was 22 mm-hmm. but I always say that that was the best thing that ever happened to me because then I could get treated for the right illness mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. I do feel that once people get that schizophrenia diagnosis they're so scared but if it was on a spectrum you could understand that oh you're just maybe a little bit on the spectrum or if you're high on the spectrum right right but like if if I was told when I was diagnosed that oh you're you're on the spectrum but you're not so deep in the spectrum, if it would have been easier to understand. But then I also feel like what if somebody gets like oh you're way, you're in, the way spe- in the spectrum maybe that right. would be a little scary. So it kind of goes both ways. But I think there's a lot more to learn about schizophrenia. People mm-hmm. are very misconstrued about it. They hear that diagnosis and they're like my life is over. Yep, Everyone's absolutely. gonna hate me. My life is over. My life's yep. over. This yep. is the worst thing. Yep. And then I also sometimes think it's funny when people are like people said like you know I'm just bipolar. Thank God I'm not schizophrenic. And I think in my head, well, honey, I'm more stable than you are. So yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like schizoaffective disorder is kind of a... Well, my thing is schizoaffective disorder, so it's kind of like a hodgepodge of everything. But I have no idea why, you know, one person would be labeled... Okay, so I'm reading a book now called Lilith by a guy named J.R. Salmanca. In the 1960s, and it's from my book, book club, <laughs> for, um, for my work. And... Um, Back in the day, they said schizophrenia had a lot to do with hypomania. Well, okay, back at you know hypomania now is considered to be bipolar. So uh, everything is relative, man. That's it's true because I've relative. been hypomanic. 
I have been too. I've been totally high. I I mean I've been I mostly when mostly I've been extremely drunk, like yeah. especially freshman year of college oh, when, sure. when it all just hit the fan. Yeah. I was jumping over cars. I was running all around. Yeah. I was all over the place. That was totally hypomanic. Yeah, you just you just brought me to a place where I was having a. a, a, a okay, so there was one time. It, I was twenty two years old. No, I was like 21, 22 years old. I'm a little older now. A lot older now. <laughs> um, and I was um, I was. Uh, no, I was probably 19, 20. I was manic, and I didn't know really what me was happening, but I was uh, at at uh, Marblehead uh, or Swampscott. Anyway, this is a thing called Castle Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And there's these rocks, and if you um, if I did it now, I would die. But I, for some reason, had so much energy and thought nothing could hurt me that I could jump from one rock with like tw- like like a ten foot drop or twenty foot drop to death. To, from another rock and I jumped from that rock to the other rock and if I did that now <laughs> oh man I would really just die um, but at yeah, that time totally. I was just so like lit up by energy uh, whatever so um, it was crazy to think about that so when you said that it brought me right back right. to like um, you know that 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 amount of energy back then could be I don't know I really feel like now as an older I'm 39 now as as a 30 as 39 I've kind of gone through a lot of stuff um, and I'm almost at the point where I'm not these diagnoses anymore I don't even really believe in them anymore at one point it was just a box to check off you know, when they go through the list, yes. You know when they go through the list, yes. I can't stand that list, yes. especially the question: Have you ever been raped? Yes yeah. or no? Excuse me. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Excuse me with that question. Right. Yes That's... or no? Have you ever been raped? Yes. Yes or no? Okay. Yeah. Um. What? I know. Right. The most personal questions on mm-hmm. a checklist. So, uh, were you molested? Excuse me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried to kill yourself? That's um, it. Yeah. I think you need to like like they need to like sensitize like a yeah, yeah like it, the questions are just so ridiculous on that list I the so so the thing is they're like so do you ever think of hurting yourself or others and it's like well uh, I mean yeah, my my thoughts do that all the time well are you do and, you have and a, that's exactly do you have a plan that's, no I don't have a plan okay oh, you're that okay. no thing is that's why I got no help in high school because in my story I do tell that I thought my mother was trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. And every time I would have to go to a therapist or anything, like in school, yeah. I was told, they would say, this conversation is between you and me unless you're thinking about hurting yourself or others. I was extremely suicidal, so I would say, no, nothing's wrong. Because if I would say that, then my mother would find out. And since I was so thinking that my mother was trying to hurt me, I would say nothing, and nothing would be accomplished. So now let me tell you, that really brings up a really big point. The, the question, are you trying to, are you trying to hurt yourself? Um, uh, uh, or you're, no, it's a, you're, you're, if, how, for me, being asked that, I automatically, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, now this is like getting serious, I will deal with this on my own kind of situation. Does that make sense? Because I don't want to get psych wards involved, and I don't want to get hospitalized or sectioned or anything. I really feel like the way that they interview you um, when you're first dealing with something is uh, it's not I wouldn't I mean we call it trauma informed I wouldn't say it's trauma informed at all I feel like people are kind of harsh and you're going through a tough time and you know you're you don't want to speak up because like what you said 
Yeah. You don't want to get people involved or you don't want to go take a nice little visit to a psych ward. Exactly. So you don't get help. And then also, I think it's like, I went to a conference at Yale and they were talking about psych wards and, you know, things to do in psych wards. And I'm sitting there and finally they, they picked on me from, I had my hand raised for so long and I said to them, it's really important to know that people will do anything or say anything to get out of the psych ward. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what you're doing there. They will lie. Mm -hmm. You can, you can change the treatment plans all you want. People will Mm -hmm. lie. They will say anything they have to say Say just to get out. Does not mean that, 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 that psych ward, will even be successful at treating them. They're not rehabilitated. They're not If anything, what they do is... They teach you how to avoid going to a psych ward again. Exactly. That is exactly what they do. So what they they do is, last time I was in the the psych ward, uh, we call it activation instead of a trigger warning, because trigger is a trigger for people. Um, I tried to to, uh, to end my life in the psych ward, sort of, in a way. Kind of... How is that possible? I... I, I, Well, I kind of... um, so this guy, the, one of the, the, the aides, gave me this 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 um, thing to put my hands in, like a pillow with like cotton balls, and 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 because I, I was so nervous, and I thought that he wanted me to to, to kill myself. I know that's oh, not okay. really what happened. And then I took like a, a knife and it was like a oh god plastic knife. Anyway, it didn't really pan out, and I realized if I was to go any further, then I would probably get sent to. Uh, it would get just escalated they would and escalated get worse. You. So I stopped, right? So the minute that I could not take it anymore, like it's like it's like so bad that you start pacing. When you start pacing at a psych ward, you know oh, you're not doing well. Okay, oh, trust you know me. you're not doing well if you're pacing. And I was like, I was like afraid. I was pacing, and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking hell. And then finally, when I left, the day that I left. Everything was still going on. The same shit was going on. If anything, I was worse. I was on a worse medication. I just want to get the fuck out of there. And yeah. I figured it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I got... And we're, I'm lucky. I have a pretty decent... Well, that doctor I got rid of because they put me in that hospital. So I got out of that place. And then I got a different doctor. And then I did the gene testing, which I think is a really good idea. You know, do a swab. Hmm. You do a swab and they figure out what meds work for you. I got on the right meds, and I've been really great ever since. And, the, the, I mean, now my check-ins are like 10, yeah. 20 minutes left. It's like, they're like, why are you doing so good? I'm like, I have no idea. Sort of, I'm doing all this cool stuff. I'm doing great. It's kind of awesome. But the thing, two, three years ago, my last cycle hospitalization, it was, I knew it was bad when I was pacing. I was like, if you're fucking pacing, I never pace. I'm not a pacer. I don't pace. But if you're in a hospital and you're pacing, you're not, you're not doing great. Agreed. 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 Anyway, um, so let's go back to schizophrenic.nyc. Yes. Um, where can, what are some of the things that you, that you sell on the site? Um, well, I sell a bunch of t-shirts. We went over some of them, the Rorschach tees, but I also have some other text t-shirts. One says, don't be paranoid, you look great, which is mm-hmm. originally just my tagline, but people thought it was so funny that I started making shirts and tank tops that say, don't be paranoid, you look great, and people think they're great. <laughs> And then I got a comment on Instagram, can you make a more positive t-shirt? So I came out with, it's not a delusion, you are incredible. And people Ooh. love that one. And I posted it on Instagram and then someone said, can you make a can you make a t-shirt with more negative effects or something? And I was like, 
you just can never win on Instagram. Nope. You can never win. And then I have a shirt, Define Normal. Wait, what's the negative one? Why would they want you a negative one? I don't know. They didn't see that I had the Don't Be Paranoid, You Look Great. Yeah, so what was the negative one? Like, you look like shit? No, I just said I have a Don't Be Paranoid, You Look Great one. Check that one out. Yeah, there it is. And then I came out with Define Normal because my that happened because my first time ever bringing myself to a therapist the the therapist said well you know what do you want and i said i just want to be normal and he kind of said you know well what is normal and i've kind of just been wondering the answer to that ever since can i ask you do you hate when people say that what like define normal or no 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 when you say i just want to be normal and they say well what is normal i'm like well listen normal is not me this is not fucking normal, all right? I want my, my brain to quiet down. I, mean, I don't want to think like this. I, I, I want to be able to sleep at night. I want to that's, be calm. That's what I was... You know what I mean? You know, that's what I was trying to tell the therapist at the time, is that's yeah. what I wanted. You right. know, but I think they think now that there... And I've realized there is no real normal. There is real Everyone normal. I've met in my life, you know, you think, oh, they're, they're totally normal. You meet people more, you know them more. Oh, they're totally weird. Everybody is Everyone's weird. weird. Nobody is 100% normal. That person does not exist. Everybody has their little kinks. Everybody has their little things. <laughs> Nobody is normal. Absolutely. So define normal. Right. You know, define, define normal, normal for me, you know? Right. Yeah. Who's normal? And then, then you think, do you want to be normal? Do you want to be normal? Do you normal? even want to be yeah. normal? I don't even know what normal is. Right. Normal is such a weird word. Just saying it, normal. Normal. I just normal. want to be normal. And then, normal. and then it's funny because my my um, my uncle's an English professor. And oh no shit! So he's I wear that shirt. He goes, "Oh, you want me to define normal? I'll look it up. In the, <laughs> I'll look it up in the dictionary." Oh, and I'm like, I don't think you get the point. Define normal. Actually, that is what is the definition of normal? Um, we could Google we it. Could, we could Google it. Hey, you think ever twenty years ago they they would use the word Google in like everyday sentences for everything? You know, no. Google this. No one's ever saying, uh, I mean, wouldn't you? I'll what, go look in my Encyclopedia Botanica. You know, right. Wouldn't you wish we could just ask Jeeves? Do still? you remember, <laughs> remember this Encyclopedia Botanica CDs that yes. would come in that huge yes. box? Yes. You remember how, like, you would go to the, the, the store and get, like, the the Encyclopedia A and then, like, I don't know, whatever. I, I think like, I had the A through. Do you, do you watch that Friends episode where Joey had one Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> yeah, he and he, only, he was only right? talking about one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. letter the entire yep. time? And then, like, when they would bring up something, you would go back to that letter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember the pie episode? The, and they the, keep the, eating the pie? Eating the pie yes. on the floor? Oh, it's a floor pie. Maybe I should start telling pie. Yeah. Pie. What if I just made pies and leave them at people's doors? What if you like just did like pie, pie schizophrenic pie? Schizophrenic pie. What would that taste like? Blueberry. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I think it tastes like blueberry. Well, yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah. Okay, I'll say. Other things I saw on what the website. You, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Are pillboxes that I put my artwork on. And they looked really cool. I've seen them, and I, I'm hoping to get one because. We were talking about it. My pillbox is pretty pretty ugly. Dude. It's the, plastic. The whole reason sucks. why I made these pillboxes. I could not find an awesome pillbox that would hold all of my daily meds without it just opening in my bag. I yep. just like I take too many daily meds. I don't take too many. I take the right amount of daily meds that I need. There you go. So I was like, I'm not going to Dwayne Reed getting a plastic pillbox that everybody knows looks like a pillbox and I and like you know, I was not down with that. And I was like I am making my own. That's what I'm doing. So I did that, and people are really loving them. So I it's awesome. 
So, all right. So, Oddball Show. If you're li- you're listening, um, schizophrenic.nyc. Uh, we'll we'll be we'll be hopefully uh, putting links on Oddball and and hopefully sending traffic over there. So you, you know, because her stuff is a lot really really cool. And and uh, you also have leggings. Who's you? You know what? You have leggings. I have leggings. Yes, Which I, 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 I do. I, I, won't, I won't wear the leggings. I could probably rock some leggings though. You could probably rock, rock I some I leggings. Got, I got some leggings. I got some legs for leggings. Uh, but I'd like to see you. In yeah, some I could probably do that. I, I uh, yeah, like we'll photo shoot you in the leggings. Well, I mean, like maybe just do twerking the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a video of you twerking in yeah, the leggings. That, I think that good. would look really that would, good. That would go viral. viral. Yeah, that would go viral. I like big. Yeah, that would go coronavirus viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would, that would, yeah. The kung flu. Yeah. Kung, kung flu. <laughs> uh, um, so we're looking at. Train of thought. We talked about the train already, the train. Um, but you didn't talk about. Did you talk about that story about how you actually started schizophrenia? No, I didn't. NYC. Can you just talk about that? Because yeah. that's pretty cool. We brought it up. So the minute I met Michelle, I gave her a book from my my train of thought because I had watched a video of her and how she came up with schizophrenia at NYC, and it was because of her meeting someone on the train and. Yeah. Uh, that's how I wrote my book. So that's the comparison. And do you want to just tell our, the listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I've been working in the graphic and web design field, but I really wanted to do something for myself. And and I had schizophrenia, and I wanted to somehow start a platform. And I, I was just thinking, you know, do I need to do something? Is there something I should do? And I didn't know. And I'm riding the train. And at this time, I had a roommate that would catch myself, who would always catch me talking to myself in these mannerisms of like moving my arms around, being very animated. And I'm riding the train and I look down the subway car and there's this homeless man talking to himself in the exact same mannerisms of how I talk to myself. And then I realized how lucky that I was. And I know it's weird to think like I'm a lucky schizophrenic person, but I am. And that's because I have a support team. If I didn't have the support of my family, friends, and doctor, I could so easily be in his position. Absolutely. And that's when I was like, I need to do something that could raise awareness for mental health in New York City, give back to the homeless, you know, mentally ill community in New York City, and just make it change. Because it's not okay that I'm here with schizophrenia, living a you know perfectly fine life, and that man has schizophrenia, and He's on the subway with no help, probably going to ride it the entire night. Right, right. So there has to be something that brings awareness and that people need to also know. And what I do is that I'm schizophrenic at this pop-up shop talking to people. And they need to understand that, like, I guess it is a spectrum. I'm on, I have schizophrenia and I'm doing this and it's fine. And people only associate schizophrenia with those people by the subway, yelling, mm-hmm. screaming, begging for money. Yes. Like, that's not all schizophrenics. That's no. not everybody with schizophrenia. Nope. And it's just an educational experience when I talk to people and I tell them I have schizophrenia and they're like, oh, really? Wow. You know? But, and there's people with schizophrenia all over the world, all over New York City, that live completely productive, successful lives. You know? And I'm one of them. And there's so many but people don't know that because people don't tell people because they don't want to be stigmatized. Well, there is... Let's talk about that. And um, stigma in New York City. Is there a stigma currently? There's or a big say stigma. people are getting woke about people, mental health? People are like getting more woke, but there is a big stigma because of all the homeless. The homeless community yeah. is just very mentally ill. I don't want to say they're all mentally ill, but like 
that's what people associate with mental illness mm-hmm. in your city. They associate the homeless people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. When really, one in five New Yorkers has a mental illness. So if mm-hmm. it's so common, why is there so much stigma? Mm-hmm. And there's so much stigma because nobody tells anybody because they don't want to be associated with, with the people of the homeless community that they associate have the mental illness. So my whole thing is, let's talk about it. Let's be more open. Here I am selling these shirts to start discussions because people need to be more open. When I tell people at my pop-up shop that I have schizophrenia, immediately I usually get told that the person talking to me either has has a mental illness, a family member does, really? or a friend of theirs does. Really? It's so common. It's It happens all the time. So it it's really just... Why is there so much stigma if it's so common? It makes no sense to me. So my whole thing, let's talk about it. I feel like I said that 400 times. No, but that's important. Just talk. That's the whole point of the t-shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that says, I'm mentally ill and I don't kill. I love it. Like, come on. Like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I wanted you on the show so we could talk about it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that honestly what you're doing in New York City is awesome. And I really do think if you look at uh, someone like myself or Michelle or um, the millions of advocates who are doing really great things for mental health, it's really not... It's actually kind of cooler to have a diagnosis and to have the life experience of of someone who's actually lived a life, I think, um, than someone who is... Normal. Normal. Yeah. And I quoted, I air quoted. But, um, I'd rather uh, hear from, like, you know, first person experience than read a book by a doctor. Yeah. I, I mean, those are the best books. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, I know he doesn't have, uh, he's just a amazing stories. David Goggins, uh, You Can't Hurt Me. Oh, yeah. he, he didn't have a mental health issue. I don't think he was just a beast. He just dropped like 60 pounds in three weeks and did four hell weeks in the in the Marines or the Navy SEALs or the Rangers or something. I read the book. I did. But he's an ultra marathon runner. Just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book. Um, yeah, I really feel like those books are ma- making a difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we're going to wrap up. I'm going to do this real quick thing, right? Okay. All right. It's called uh, Know, Your, Know Your Podcast Host, okay? Okay. All right. What's my favorite book? Your book. Nope. Miss, no, you would think so. That would be very vain of me. <laughs> if that was my favorite book. Uh, my favorite book uh, is... Uh, Catcher in the Rye. I really like that book, yeah. I love that it's book. It's a great book. High I love five. it. Yeah, it's a very good book. Uh, what's my favorite color? Red. Nope, it's green. Okay. Uh, what is my favorite number? Twelve. Nope, it's three. Um, what word am I thinking of right now? Poet. Potatoes. Close. Okay. High five. Uh, let's see. And um, let me ask... I'm going to turn it towards you now. What is your favorite book? Catcher in the Rye. Okay, high five. What's your favorite movie? Mean Girls. Mean Girls? That was actually a really good movie. Because this is why. The lesson learned. Calling someone else stupid doesn't make you any smarter. Mm-hmm. Calling, out some, calling somebody ugly doesn't make you any prettier. Mm-hmm. And ruining Regina George's life <laughs> didn't make Katie any... Happier? Yeah, yeah. I like you know? movies like that. I mean, I, you ever see Strangers in Fiction? It's one of my favorite yes, movies. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, great movie. That movie, uh, I could go on. Um, all right, my, uh, okay, finally. Uh, what's one thing that you want to see? Last question. 
Uh, this guy, CCR Shagaro, uh, one time I called him up on a snowy winter day. I didn't know anybody, and I was starting to become new to the poetry community. And he had a show called What Do You Think? And he wanted to ask, he asked me this question. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Pretty cool, uh, over the phone. Um, and he interviewed me for like 30 minutes. Um, he asked me, what do you want to leave for tomorrow? So I'm going to ask you that. What do you want to leave when you're gone for tomorrow? For tomorrow's people, for tomorrow... What do you, what do you want to see? What do you want to leave? What do you want to see? What do you hope for for um, the future? Yeah, what do you hope for for the future? Hope for the future, um, just just a world where people like each other more. There's so much hate. Everyone just has biases and hate, and I hope that people just become nicer and more accepting and less angry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, uh, Michelle. High five. Pleasure having you on the show. It was really awesome. That was a live I, high five. I This has been a pleasure for me, too. Yeah, I've no, been it loving a, it, loving it, loving it. It was absolutely fun. Um, schizophrenic.nyc. Uh, Michelle Hammer. Um, you can catch her on IG. Where? Schizophrenic.nyc. Twitter, schizophrenicny, because it was too long to write the C. Facebook, schizophrenicnyc. Or, you know, Google me, whatever you want to do. You can Google me all you want. Do it up. <laughs> do it up. Me. Yeah. Google me tomorrow if you Google want. Me, yeah, Google me. All right. So, all right. Well, we'll see you uh, soon with Oryx Cullen. So, till then, be good to each other. Uh, we'll see you later. I, I ended with bye, like I'm saying goodbye. Like good- you didn't even press stop. I know I didn't say stop yet. Okay. I'm not kind of off. Goodbye. I don't know why I say goodbye. I should say like signing off. Farewell. Farewell. I do. I do. And you and you and you. Do 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 do. Perfect. For you to sing goodbye. Oh, is that cabaret? That's um. Cabaret. No, no. That, yeah, it's totally gone cabaret. with the wind. Yeah. Not gone with the wind. Cabaret. No. This is the Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JP Line Productions and Oddball Magazine. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from the Oddball Show you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing why not pop over to itunes and leave us a review itunes not your thing well then come on over and follow us on spotify stitcher google play music and buzzsprout learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com link up with us on twitter facebook and instagram send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard or just give us a holler in your nearest cb radio good buddy on behalf of jason wright and myself thanks for listening to the oddball show Stay tuned.